Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Um, it's Friday. Uh, I'm not going to be a little like super honest. Uh, we had a, a big event. My team did a, a community event yesterday. And it was massive, massive turnout. We had like 55 people show up. It was pretty awesome. Um, but I also am a little low energy this morning. <laughs> so like I had a little bit of a slow start to the day, kind of woke up and I was like, oh, maybe I won't actually go do my workout today. I was like, oh God, I'm like dragging through. I mean, I did it, did my workout, you know, commit to myself, do my, do my stuff. Um, but I'm super um, glad I'm here because I'm going to get more energy from this call. So thank you for having me because it is not only it's self-serving sometimes, I'm going to be super honest because I get so much energy from this. So um, thanks for coming to my call and uh, being here and being a part of this awesome conversation with an awesome, awesome, awesome person um, who uses the word awesome all the time. So it's very intentional that I'm saying awesome. I'm sure that we actually should probably put a nickel in the jar for every time you hear that word while she speaks. You guys are going to have a massive um, sales or savings account from there. So anyway, oh, look, the sun's coming out in Washington. What a great day. Okay. So, um, you know, we have been talking about the market shifting so much. Thank you all for coming. If you are just coming here, if you're new to my call, I'm a huge stickler for having your cameras on. So please turn your cameras on. Um, um, anyway, so thank you for coming to the call. We're going to talk to Wendy. So Wendy is um, a fantastic agent. I've actually met her through Street Text and she has quickly become a very good friend of mine, a mentor, a confidant, uh, a sage. Um, she's just like, she has so much experience in this business. And right now there's so much weirdness going on. There are sellers out there, people out there who think the market's going to crash. I hear agents who think the market's crashing. So it's like, who knows? No one knows. No one has a crystal ball, right? So the other day I called Wendy and I was like, Wendy, I need you to like, tell me like, what do you think is going to happen? Are we going to see more short sales? Are we going to see this? Are we going to see that? And she has got some awesome insight for us. So today I want to have a conversation with everyone about like, you know, from experience, what's, what's, you know, what are we kind of looking at right now? How does it compare to history? And also what are we doing to actually educate our people? I mean, a couple months ago, we did a whole conversation on how to educate your buyers and how to like educate your buyers in a buyer's market. Well, Let's fast forward today, like, especially in my market, it is like educating sellers. My conversations with sellers have become so much more deep, so much more intense, so much more intentional, and they've completely shifted, which is great. But um, it's, I think it's really important to have this conversation, especially if uh, you are working with sellers or even if you're working with buyers, it's really important to understand. So Wendy, hi. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Um, we are um, here to introduce yourself, tell everybody where you're from, give a little bit of background. Yes. Yeah, so I'm from Las Vegas, uh, the short sell capital of the world in 2008. I'm kidding. It was terrible. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so I've been in the business 17 years. So I have literally rolled on the roller coaster for that long. And, you know, I mean, it's the thing is, is that's what makes us great. If you can roll with it, you're going to be successful. So uh, we had a lot of agents be like, nope, I absolutely don't do short sales. And then it's like, and then there's so many short sales. And then when you stop doing something that's happening, then you stop making money. 
So you just got to, you know, roll with the flow. Um, I honestly don't think that we are going in that direction uh, just because I did live through that. And, you know, everybody was in a shitty loan. Everybody's loans were adjusting, tripling. They couldn't, you know, afford it anymore because uh, they were in terrible, um, you know, terrible loans. And, you know, since then, everybody went into a 30-year fix or paid cash for their home. So, you know, I, I don't know everybody's market. I do know Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac stopped letting people do those horrible loans. Although I did see an arm video that just posted. Like You're becoming more popular right now. I mean, I, I, know. I, I actually so, have clients who went into arms, but I'll tell you. So back in 2008, I actually did loans and I actually specialized in subprime. So you will not believe like I actually like worked with buyers who literally should not have been buying homes. And I got them into homes at like 17 and 18% interest rates. Right. So yeah. like, it was insane. Like what I was doing, what the, Obviously, I back, I got out of loans. I didn't like it. I didn't like the feeling. I will tell you, there are many times when I wrote loans and I was like, oh my God, why am I writing a loan for this person? They should not be buying a house. They had like three bankruptcies and like credit score was like 490. But we're like, yeah, we can still get you. But they have a pulse. They have a pulse. They have a pulse. Right. But they have a great property, you know? And so, so like, that was kind of the big difference in like the energy, like, you know, just moment I, what I can see. But like, okay, so first of all, um, the thing that I asked you the other day was, do you think we're heading into short sales? And your answer was no. And the reason why is because. Yeah. Cause everybody has, well, I mean, and like I said, I can only talk about this market, but everybody I talk to has equity. So, um, even if they stopped paying their mortgage and lost their job, you know, can't afford it, whatever the case may be. I mean, all they have to do is sell because they all still have equity. So it would have to be something huge. And we are still in a low inventory, even though we're feeling a little shift. We're still getting people, you know, amazing prices for their home and they still have a hundred, $200,000 equity. So, you know, um, if they were to short sell, well, I don't even know how they would short sell because you have to owe more than what your home is worth. Uh, I have a feeling that if they can't make their payment, they're just going to sit there and stay in there like they did in 2008 and hope the bank, you know, gives them money to move. But like that would be ridiculous because we could totally help them sell and make money and start fresh and not have a foreclosure or a short sale. So sorry, Lisa just put in the comments stated income. Yes, Lisa. I was the master of stated income loans, wrote so many of those, like, like. Yeah. I make a million dollars. I make a million dollars working at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Whatever you say, we'll just take it. Like, it like, we get and, tips. And you laugh because like, unless you were actually there, like unless you were actually there and like were working in the industry at that time, like it kind of sounds like stupid. It kind of sounds like, how would you actually do that? But it was actually happening, which is why the market crashed, which is why all of a sudden people woke up and they were like, oh shit, I lost all my, I have literally, I, I owe more on my home than I actually have and I have no equity. And so like, that is why it happened because all of a sudden they, they, they shut it down. Like, stop doing that. We can't do that anymore. There's no more money. We stop lending money. So there we go. The market was like, nope, bye. And so yeah. that is actually what happened. And so one of the things that I, um, I'm telling people right now because I had this actually the other day, someone texted me and she was like, we're actually going to put our house on the market, you know, looking about the next week or so. 
Um, but she had texted me and she was like, how bad is it right now? And I'm like, what do you mean? How bad is it? And she was like, well, how bad is it? Like how much money are we losing right now? And I was like, you bought your home in 2010. You have gained, so you bought your home in 2010 for $190,000. <laughs> We're going to sell your home for $600,000. What do you mean, how much money did you lose? She's like, well, a couple months ago, it was going to be a little higher. Well, yeah, that's a couple months ago, but you haven't lost any money. You never had that money in the first place. And she was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So like, you, that, that's and gonna, everybody's like, oh my God, I missed the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, they're like, I'm, I'm losing all this money. I actually had a seller, like we put his house on the market uh, back in like uh, beginning of April or whatever. But anyway, when I was first talking to him in October about selling his house, he said his number was, he wanted a million dollars for his house. And I said, okay, well, I think in order for us to get you a million, we've got to price it at like 875, which is kind of what the market was telling me we have to price it at, right? In order to get you a million. So fast forward, we finally put his house on the market in April, six months later. And I was like, oh, let's put your house on the market at 1.2. He was like, really? I was like, yeah, between October and April, we're going to 300 and what? 300 and some odd thousand dollars. We're going to get you more for your home. Like then we were going to in October, right? So like you didn't, you didn't actually lose any money. And then they're like, well, if we wait till June, maybe we can make 1.5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's just really interesting right now. Like, what are some of the conversations you're having with your sellers? Um, and, you know, what are, what are some of the like, biggest like, objections or fears that you hear from your sellers right now? Uh, as far as um, objections, not a whole lot. Uh, just, it's all about educating, just telling them, you know, where we are. Like, so a couple months ago, I was like, okay, we're going to price that because what do you make the what I make, blah, 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 right? And I'm marketing maniac. I'm going to list it Thursday, sold by Sunday, you know? So that was my thing. And, and <laughs> so yeah. then as soon as I kept doing that and I was like, wait, why did I not? No showings, no showings on a whole weekend. And I was like, what the hell just happened? And I called you. Called me and I like, but remember, you called me. You're like, Lynette, I've had no showings on this home. I'm like, ha, it's hit you. It's coming your way. You finally see it. So then, so then it was like, okay, doing a shift. This is what we need to do. This is where we need to price it. So, I mean, you just got to know when it's happening and then, you know, put your sellers in the right direction, you know, and they do. They, they're like, oh my God, we missed the window. And it's like, no, absolutely not. It's just going to take more than two days to sell your home. Right. So, Right. And that's where, and that's what, um, that's a lot of what I, what I'm really doing with all of my sellers right now is like, listen, you're still making a really good, you know, you're still making a really good profit on your home. It's just not going to happen in a weekend anymore. And we're probably never going to see, I mean, I don't know, like we might not, again, I don't have a crystal ball, but I highly doubt we're going to see your home selling in a weekend anymore. That's a fast, 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 fast turnaround. And it and yeah. all depends on the price point. So right. like we're still anything under 400,000, we can sell right. on a weekend. Right. And anything over is a little bit more. And where I am, it's like, it kind of depends on the more rural we go here. Um, like I have some kind of, I have some friends who are kind of looking out like uh, out on the peninsula, which is pretty far from me. They had kind of pl completely shifted their focus from my target area to like about 40 minutes away from where I'm at now. So it is what it is, but um, that market out there is pretty, pretty um, competitive still. So it, again, depending on price point. So um, 
I think one of the things that I am really um, hearing a lot is not only like how much money are we going to lose? How long is it going to take? But like, um, are we going to have to, you know, are we going to have to let buyers do inspections and this and that? <laughs> right. and literally, I've actually heard that. Sellers are like, do we have to let them do an inspection now? And I'm like, well, you always, if they request it and, you know, you tell them that they can do it, you always have to let them like that's contractually you're obligated to. And technically you don't have to accept any offer, but I'm going to tell you the market is not telling us right now that sellers or that buyers have to waive home inspections in order to get into a house. Right. And like, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty much what I always use. I say the market is not saying the market is not dictating. The market is saying this. Um, and I'm doing that a lot with like my pricing strategy too. I'm kind of shifting my pricing strategy. Whereas like, you know, a couple months ago, my pricing strategy was like, okay, you know, let's just throw a dart and just like, see, not really, but like, you know, it's not really how we did it, but it was kind of like, you just kind of told them you price it a little bit lower and you're going to get more. And I don't know if yours, if your pricing strategy might be shifting a little bit, I'm now kind of on the point where I'm like, well, you know, how much do you want for your home? Let's talk about like how much you want. Do the comps support that value potentially? Yes or no. If the comps do support it, you know, my recommendation is honestly, we price it kind of close, much closer to where you actually want to be and just understand that you might have to accept a list price offer or even a less than list price offer and be happy with that. Um, and that's kind of like what my, my pricing strategy looks like. What about for you? Right. We did. Um, well, I always like, I don't mind pricing high because like the thing is we don't know, right? We don't know, you know, and the fact is the more they make, the more I make. So I'm going to try to get them the most money possible. So that's my strategy. I love that. And mm -hmm. so I haven't changed that at all. But um, before when things were flying off the market, I was still pricing it high. I wasn't pricing it low. And then we were still getting multiple offers over that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like people are crazy right now. So, so we're still, you know, depending on the, what it looks like. So now it kind of matters, <laughs> kind of matters if it needs carpet and paint and stuff, you know, cause I'm like, yeah. okay, if your house is a shithole, we are going to be pricing it down here. You know, I mean, obviously I don't say that. Well, that's, the, that's the other thing too. You just brought up a really, a really good point. That's also changing. Is it like, Sellers didn't necessarily have to do anything to get their house ready. I mean, I've always done that for, cause I've always been a stickler for like my sellers doing what I suggest them to do because it is my brand. So I've always been super clear about like, this is my brand. This is the type of homes that I market. This house needs to look like this to put it on the market. If you choose to work with me, this is what you should accepting. Right. So that's always been my thing. But now it's like even an easier conversation. It's like, listen, buyers have a lot more options right now. Like, yes, we're still in a low inventory situation, but the bottom line is demand has decreased because of the higher interest rates. So you said you have, you have more inventory, decreased demand. We're starting to get more on a level playing field, which means that you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you need to actually like make your house more competitive so you can stand out about against the other houses that are actually on market right now. And so that's, that's like, kind of what I'm doing there with, with getting homes ready and clean it <laughs> and clean it. Well, I always included deep clean as part of my package because I just don't trust people to clean their own house. I'm going to be super honest. <laughs> so and I, and I, like, I, don't, I don't trust people to do anything. I tell them what to do and then I show up early and then I make it happen. So I always, cause I'm the same way. Like my marketing is going out to the world. I do not want to market an ugly house. I mean, obviously if there's, you know, there are some of those here. <laughs> 
and you know, like maybe the tenant lives in it and it's terrible and, you know, they won't clean up and they won't allow you to come clean up and, you know, tenants are, you know, tricky. So then there's a beautiful front photo <laughs> and you just pray that someone doesn't care. But anyway, that's strategy. Um, but um, I, I even, well, even like even the seller's market, I would have people who well, still in seller's market, but last year I would have people be like, my friends are telling me that you, I shouldn't have to paint to sell your house, sell my house. And I'm like, how many houses have friends sold in the last six months? And they're like, and they were like, well, you know, none. Oh, okay. Okay. So anyway, but now it's just like, it's like, I have, cl- have clients right now. Like she's, she's like, do I have to replace my countertops? Cause her countertops are old. They're old and dated. And all the other houses that I have and comp- I'm showing her on comps are more updated homes. And I'm like, well, this is what you want for the price on your home. Look at the, look at how this home looks and look at how your home looks and just show her the pictures. I always do like pricing conversations. Like, right. Like I always, when I do my pricing conversations, I always like have comps pulled up right there. And I say, Hey, let's look at this together. I never go in with a price in mind. My CMAs never have a price in it or even a price range in it. I literally just have comps that are pulled and like market stats in my CMAs and my listing presentation. And then when I talk pricing, I just say, let's look at this together and tell me what you think. And that's my job. That is what, that is what I do. I am an influencer. I influence to people. I influence people to think what I want them to think. And that is like, so pricing is super, super important. And that's made it really easy for me when it right now, especially when it comes to like wanting clients to actually up, like do some minor upgrades to their home to sell it. So, right. Yeah. We offer um, a concierge service too. So, so we have a painter that gets paid through, um, uh, close of escrow and we have a flooring person that does flooring through close of escrow. So like those, that's huge. And then I have a Lowe's account. So we do appliances and I get paid through the close of escrow, you know, just for simple things that, you know, we need to take care of. Um, it's easier if the person doesn't live in it, <laughs> but we have did people where people lived in it and yeah, it's a little, so much fun. How did you like, just curious, like uh, we have a question, but how, how um, long did it take you to get people to want to do through close of escrow? Just curious. Oh, I've been working with them for probably seven years. I mean, and, and you know, it was like when I was a floor or I was an REO agent at one time and I had a killer team and they all were trained like that. You know, they never got paid till the bank paid, you know, so like, it it worked out really well. Um, and then I was able to keep a couple of those, um, but then they moved or whatever, but no, just, you gotta give them a lot of business first yeah. and then, yeah. and then be like, Hey, you know, I have some homeowners that can't really afford stuff, but we want to get them top dollar for their home. That's all I did. I just had a conversation. You know, I said, it won't be for every listing, but, you know, what do you think about this? And they're like, oh, we'll do that. You know, I do that. Like I do that with some of my, like some of my clients, depending, uh, I will actually charge a little bit more in commission and do a, do a own, my own um, close of escrow loan. Um, and then I work into the contract where like they have to fall, like they're required at that point to follow my suggestions. Like if the house isn't selling, they have to follow my suggestions because like either that or they have to write me a check for all of the, um, 
the money that I spent, which isn't, and I have a limit to, depending on the price of the home, I put a limit on it, but then I charge them extra commission because that's like the interest, right? Because you can't take a loan from anybody without interest. So that's like my interest. And they just pay a little bit extra commission and then paid me out of closing. So that's kind of how I do it right now. Um, eventually that's not how I want to do it. I don't want to be the only one holding liability here, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah, I haven't been burned yet. So that's good. But I do tell them like, if we don't, we don't sell the home in 60 days, like I'll pay the bill, you know? So we have that arrangement, but we also, I have an arrangement with them. If they cancel or don't sell, they have to pay me for that. So, so, but thankfully I haven't had to do any of that. Yeah. I've never had to, I've never actually had anyone use it too. And I don't, it's not actually something I, I like offer to everybody, but like if someone is having problems, you know, they don't, they don't have the cash up front and they need, they need to get this done to get their house sold. Uh, I'm depending on the client. I'm pretty particular about it, but then I will obviously uh, modify the listing agreement, add more commission to it and add that contract in there. So uh, Jess has a question. Yes. Good morning. <clears throat> Hey, hey, Wendy. Good to see you. You too. Um, oh my gosh. I, I love your room. Your, I'm sorry. I love your room. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Supposed to help spark joy for people. I yeah. hope y'all got some joy from it. Um, thank you so much for that little tidbit about short sales. I knew about them, but I didn't know that you had to owe more than it was worth in order for it to qualify as a short sale. So thank you very much. Cause that's going to be my next Instagram video. Um, my question is just in general right now, my common sense is telling me to go balls to the walls, but we're being told to scale back if we can in our business, but where my common sense is kicking in is like, well, if other agents are scaling back in their marketing and everything else. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to go for it. Yep. So I guess I just need a little reassurance that these these monies that I'm going to be investing in other marketing opportunities, like now's the time to do that, right? Yeah, like when COVID hit, same thing. Everybody's like, oh shit, I'm going to stop making money. I got to cut this out, cut this out. This. Oh my God, I boosted all my ads. <laughs> like I am going to be all over and nobody else is because everybody's cutting back. And, and then everybody realized that they should be dumping into marketing too. But no, I, I still think um, getting yourself out there mm-hmm. and trying to be your community market leader and, uh, you know, showing everybody that you're still out there helping people buy and sell, like you need to just keep doing that. If you don't, nobody will know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally down. I'm doubling down on my marketing right now. I'm like, there's so much more marketing spend that I'm putting out there. I'm like, I'm shifting a little bit of my marketing strategies, but I'm definitely spending more in marketing right now, just because like, that's the stuff that's, that's the stuff that's really going to matter because right now when this market shifts and you start to see people who've been like riding the wave of real estate over the last like five years, you know, this is where we're going to see people like actually like really have to like put, put skin, have skin in the game. It's mm-hmm. going to be a level playing field with buyers and sellers. So no agent, whether you're a buyer's agent, seller's agent, whatever, you're not going to have an advantage over the other because it's not going to be a buyer's market or a seller's market. It is going to be a balanced market. So I'm just doubling down on my marketing. I'm like, okay, don't tell me to scale back. I'm not scaling back. I have plenty of money in reserves right now. We're good. Yeah. 
that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at like this pivotal moment of like, okay, I've had to do these things for, for a couple months now. And now I'm at a point where I can. And then everyone that I'm, I'm seeing is like scale back and cut back. And I'm like, no, I'm ready to go. Like, I don't want to lose this momentum. So I'm just going to go for yeah, it. Keep um, going. Keep going. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. sorry. Last question. And just to be on the same page, the shift is that it's going to be a more balanced market. Right. And of course, we the recession with inflation is a little bit different. But as far as the housing market, we're all on the same page that it's just not going to be a crazy seller's market like it was the last few years. Right. Right. It's still going to be a good one because there's okay. so low inventory. Um, sure. Even even if we get more inventory, we're still low. I mean. 4,000 listings in Las Vegas, just to, so you guys could kind of see in the foreclosure days, we had 36,000 listings on the market. Like I could literally spend all day in one neighborhood and show 25 homes. Whoa. So yeah. So 4,000 is still super low for Vegas. So that's a really, that's a really good like way to scale that 36,000 in 2008 yeah. and 3,000 now. Yeah. Now 3,000 now might look high compared to, you know, 400 a month ago. <laughs> but I know. So when you guys started posting your numbers in our chat, I was like, Wait, what? Oh my God, that's not very many at all. But there's one city here in the Bay Area where there were 11. That's it. 11 listings. In the whole Bay Area? No, no. One city oh. only had 11 listings. I think it was like Dublin or Pleasanton uh, a few months ago. Wow. And my clients are like, I want to move there. And I'm like, huh, good luck. <laughs> Help you. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I mean, it's not funny. That's actually super sad. But yeah, and the thing is that 11, how many agents are in that town? So I think of that too. I'm like, we have 4,000 listings and 20,000 agents. <laughs> so we're shifting fast here in Phoenix. We went from four to 5,000, and we usually have 18 to 20 for the past year and a half. We 14,000 today when I went in. I was like, what? It's just, just like, it's going and it's homes are sitting. I'm having the conversation with sellers. I know your friend just sold their house in two days. We are not in the same place and having a really, really honest. So they're, they're expecting it. And it's happened with my last two listings. They didn't sell for two weeks. So I know that was very too. stressful. <laughs> Here's the thing to think about too. Like in when the market that we've been in, it is really easy to get good reviews from your sellers. Oh my gosh. She sold my house in one day for a hundred thousand dollars over asking price. I was so happy. Right. Right. That's just so easy. It's so easy to get good reviews in a cell in this market like we had. Right. But now if you want good reviews and you want that repeat and referral business, you actually have to be a really good agent and you have to be good at educating your clients. Because if you're like, as long as you're level setting those expectations with your clients, like, and you're, you're meeting those expectations, that's giving good service. Right. But you know, it, it's, it's, who was it with? I think Cassie Spears is the one who said that she's like, yeah, in, this, in the market, like we've had, it is not hard to get good reviews. The reviews that are really going to matter are the ones that you're going to get in the market we're in now or moving into. Those are going to be the reviews that matter. Those are going to be the reviews that really tell people what kind of agent you truly are. So that was something I wanted to bring out there. Cause that's pretty crazy. 
Um, anyway, okay. So do we, is there any, I'm trying to look through here. We have a couple other questions. I think we actually, I think we got them all. Oh, uh, D brought up Curbio. Yes. I have actually heard of Curbio. Have you used them before D? Hi D. Hey Wendy. Um, I haven't used them, but I literally just, I know, I know a lot of agents that have used them here in South Jersey, but funny enough, I interviewed um, the one girl yesterday for about 45 minutes and I'm going to have that video chopped up and I'm going to send that out as another option for sellers who either one didn't sell or need to do a fresh up, a cleaning, a paint job, carpet, uh, pool lining, all that stuff. So I'm, I was so happy to actually get that interview done. So now I can just throw it into my um, funnel. Nice. Yeah, I haven't, I actually haven't looked at Curbio, but I see their emails every day, like five emails a day. They're really good at email marketing. <laughs> um, they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Does anyone, are there any other questions or anything? We have just about a minute left. Does anyone want to thoughts? Anyone else who has experience in this business want to bring in some ideas? Okay. Well, Wendy, thank you so much. And everyone else, thank you so much for being here. Um, just know you can always reach out. Where can people find you if they have questions for you, Wendy? Oh, you can find me at lvsweethomes.com. That is my website. And I'm in Vegas, Henderson, Logandale, North Las Vegas, Boulder City, like everywhere. We work the whole area. So, yeah. Thank you. Can I share something with Wendy real quick? Yeah. We were talking about your car, right? Last time we were talking about cars. I might have got my first listing lead from a car, from my car in a parking lot. I put the decals in the windows. And I've been practicing my script because I didn't know how the hell to talk about a nice car and bring it into real estate. So I'm working on it. But it is, you talk about becoming a community person. I drive that sucker all over Fremont. My hope is that by this time next year, y'all are hearing me say that at least 50 to 70% of my business is coming from Fremont because of everything that I'm doing. I'm so excited. That is cool. I know I did a uh, TikTok with my Jeep saying that it's so gorgeous, you know, literally gorgeous. And it did way better than my real estate thing. <laughs> Jeep, Absolutely. Jeeps and cars. <laughs> yeah. Jeeps, cars, puppies, and babies. <laughs> puppies and babies. Yes. All right. Anyway, I just want to share that. Thank you. Bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.